Alright, welcome into another episode of FarzCast. Farzy and Vasugian here with you. Hope you guys are having a great week. It is NFL Draft Week. It's not the only thing going on within the NFL. Obviously, the big news of the week, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Where do the Jets rank now in this gauntlet AFC? Where does that leave the NFC, by the way? That's a topic of discussion that's not really getting a lot of coverage and I think needs to be talked about. I'll explain why. Uh, talk a little bit more about the NBA and the NHL playoffs. Man, th- those have been a lot of fun to watch. They usually are, happening at the same time. Uh, a lot of great matchups uh, in the last week and a half with uh, with the, uh, the two sports there. Uh, so we'll get into that as well. A little bit of combat sports. And also, are we overdoing it with the nostalgia in this era? I'll explain all of that and much more here on this episode of FarceCast. Uh, I'm also streaming this live on the Facebook page. So for those of you listening uh, or watching, I should say, on the Facebook, well, you could be listening as well. Uh, just listening to the audio portion on Facebook. That works as well. That is over at Facebook.com slash Farzine Vesugian. So I appreciate you guys watching on the Facebook live stream. Uh, I'm going to be doing another live stream tomorrow. It's not going to be a podcast. It's just going to be a regular live stream talking about the Chiefs and their draft and uh, who I expect them to take, uh, that kind of a thing, for tomorrow's uh, live stream. So I don't know exactly when. Just sometime in the evening, maybe a little sooner than this. So uh, we'll do that as well. Not going to be a very long podcast. Just wanted to do a podcast before the NFL draft and also talk about some other topics. Obviously, the last podcast we did, uh, there was a big gap between the last podcast and the podcast before that, so I uh, wanted to try to do one more since it ha- we haven't done a, a whole lot of these lately. Uh, you guys all know what happened. Uh, I explained that last episode. So, uh, Nonetheless, here we are. The NFL Draft. Uh, listen, I'm not going to do like some big breakdown. I used to do these on my Chiefs podcast back when I was doing that. I, here's my thing. And the reason I did it so much with the Chiefs podcast is because in the past with the Chiefs, there were desperate areas of need. And that's not to say the Chiefs don't have areas of need now. They're just not as urgent, so to say. Um, Well, um, and again, part of it also, for so many years when I did the Chiefs podcast, the Chiefs would pick in the top like top five, top 10, that kind of thing. Um, so I've just kind of learned over the years, you know, just relax with the NFL draft. There's so many draft scouts out there. So many, so many Twitter scouts who think they know better than the average fan. Do you know how many people are out there just talking about what Brett Veach will and will not do? And they're always wrong about that kind of thing. Like people just need to relax a little bit. I'm not saying you can't talk about the draft, but to pretend like you're, you're some, Twitter scout out there, just chill a little bit, man. Um, I, I think people overdo it. So, you know, just trust the process, relax a little bit, trust your teams and what they do. Uh, that's the NFL draft after all. I, l- listen, no one, no, I know NFL draft grades are handed out immediately. Um, those are fun to look at and definitely wor- worth using if, um, I kind of like leaning off on those uh, grades if your team gets graded well. But ultimately, we all know those things don't really mean anything until they go out there and play. 
Plain and simple. Uh, the draft's coming to Kansas City. I'm really excited for this. Uh, I really am. They've got a massive setup. Uh, that should be a lot of fun uh, to check out. Uh, I, I know some of you guys are going to be going as well. I did a poll on Facebook and on Twitter, and I know uh, Sports Radio A10 also did a poll as well, asking their followers or listeners, I should say, uh, who's all going to go to the draft. A lot of people said they're not going to go to the draft. Um, I don't know if it's because a lot of those people voting were from out of town or what the what, what the situation is, but a lot of people uh, choosing to watch from home. Part, listen, I'll say it right now. I'm watching from home for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I was actually supposed to have knee surgery last week. Um, for those of you that know, I did test positive for COVID a couple of weeks ago. And listen, I know everyone has their opinions on COVID, but um, I did enough research to know that I had to push back my surgery. Um, listen, my knees are just not good. I'm not standing uh, out there for hours upon hours just to listen to Roger Goodell announce draft picks. I'm just not. Um, I hope a lot of people show, show out though. I, I, I heard a lot of people are going to, they're expecting 300,000 people. So that's going to be awesome. All the pictures and videos online of the stage and the entire setup look awesome. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and I hope, uh, those who are going have a great time. The other thing is it's not, the weather is not going to be the most ideal. I don't, I mean, I was about to say, I don't have my phone on me. Um, let me see if I can just do a quick weather check here. Uh, by the way, I see you guys asking questions. I'll get to those in a moment. Uh, Thursday weather, Kansas City, Mo. Because I think I saw it's supposed to be 56 degrees. Okay, the high is 66. But what time is it going to be when the draft starts? That's more important. Uh, okay, this is today's. Um... There's Thursday, 23% chance of rain. Um, yeah, if it's going to be six, a high of 65, that's going to be like around 3, 4 o'clock. So it's probably going to be, give or take, 60 degrees. Um, yeah, that's just not my ideal weather to be outdoors for for a few hours. Um, that's kind of why I don't go to the parades either. Uh, people are always like, why aren't you at the parade? Why would I? Uh, John's asking, what's your take on the Rogers trade? I'm actually going to get into that in just a moment, John. So uh, hold on uh, to that thought right there, and I'll uh, I'll uh, answer that shortly because um, that is uh, one of the topics we'll discuss. Tuss says, genius. Yeah, I, I, I think you're referring to the comment about um, all these like, draft pred predictions. Is that like a Girl Scout? What do you mean? Oh, oh, that kind of scout. Yeah, I got you. You're going to the draft. Nice. Ivan says, let's go Mahomes. They already talking crazy about Rodgers like they already forgot about Mahomes. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Crystal says it's going to be a long walk. Yeah, that's one thing I'm very curious about. Where are people going to park? Um, the visitors, they're, they can probably just take a... Um, they can probably just take a... What do you call that train downtown? Um... I've never used it. Uh, there's a specific name for it. I, I just cannot think of it right now. Um, I guess even if you live here, um, like in the Kansas City area, I guess you're going to have to park at PNL. Either you can walk or you can take the um, the tram, the streetcar. That's what they call it, the streetcar. Um, you can take that. Trying to leave downtown after SmackDown on St. Paddy's Day was a nightmare. There's no way I'm going to the draft. I thought about going to SmackDown, but... 
that was the day before my Mexico trip. Um, yeah, I mean, I've gotten into wrestling a little bit lately. I definitely would have loved to see Sami Zayn because he's kind of gotten me into this into WWE a little bit lately. Um, yeah, I, I guess a lot of people are going to need to park around Power and Light and walk over. I mean, unless you have a hotel downtown or you live downtown, uh, I mean, you, you're probably just going to take the streetcar and get there or you can walk. You've got that option as well, so. Crystal says that's 76 I'll watch on TV. Certainly understandable. Rain on Thursday. Yeah, I saw that, Bob. Doug is saying 50s, 20% chance. Okay. John said 20% so in Kansas City uh, terms, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> that's not wrong. Rain or shine, Todd says. What's going to be your draft night snacks? Jimmy's asking. Oh, that's a really good question, man. I don't know. Uh, may, um, may get something to to go maybe some pizza who knows uh what will what move will the chiefs make okay scott i don't know if you tuned in a little late uh i did say at the beginning of the live stream so for those of you who tuned in a little bit late i'm gonna do a chiefs draft live stream like a pre-draft live stream tomorrow evening uh somewhere around 7 38 not exactly sure when if you guys are following this just just make sure you got your notifications on so um i'm gonna i'm gonna avoid all the chiefs draft questions i do appreciate your question scott i really do um i'm just gonna save those for tomorrow night and again for those listening um on the archived version this is gonna be a uh, a live stream not a podcast so uh just keep that in mind someone said amtrak yeah, I, I've I've been on the the train before. Um, only one time, the only time I've ever ever been on a train from Union Station to, to St. Louis. Kind of a nice experience. Uh, oh, the SmackDown show was great. Yeah, I, I heard some good things about it. Deer sausage, cheese, and crackers. Those are uh, Bob's. John says Twinkies and Ding Dongs. Oh man, I have not had a Twinkie for in a long time. Gary says, go Royals. I'm, I'm with you, Gary. I mean, I'm not a big baseball guy, but if I have anyone, um, that's my team, man. But they're just so hard to follow right now. I appreciate it, Ron. That's nice of you. All right. Real quickly, about the draft. Do people care about the Wonderlick score for the draft? I've always wondered, like, what is the what is the purpose of this Wonderlick score? By the way, I, one more thing I forgot. For those of you who are watching the live stream, if you guys don't mind, give this uh, live stream a thumbs up or a heart emoji reaction or a laugh emoji. I don't care. Just one of the reactions. If you can tap that somewhere on the bottom here, uh, that greatly helps out the live stream. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I saw, I think it was CBS Sports, that ran a story about Ohio State's quarterback, C.J. Stroud. He tested very, very, he scored very low, I should say, on the Wonderlick score. So here are the quarterbacks um, that are expected to go in the first couple of rounds and how they scored. Bryce Young got, from Alabama got a 98%. Jake Heiner, Heiner, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say his name, out of Fresno State, got a 96%. Will Levis, 93% out of Kentucky. Jaron Hall from BYU got a 93. Clayton Toon from Houston got an 84. Anthony Richardson from Florida got a 79. Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee got a 46%. 
That's a failing grade, as we all know. C.J. Stroud got an 18%. An 18%. What does that mean? Um, Listen, I'll say this right now. I was not the most studious person in high school and college. Um, I was more of a 3.0 kind of guy. Um, I had a professor in college, a journalism professor, um, really smart guy, uh, wrote a couple of journalism books, uh, one in, in the, uh, area of sports media, um, really knowledgeable guy. He says that he has come across journalism students who have a 2.5 GPA, but are great writers. They know how to write. He's also come across journalism students that have a 4.0 or a GPA very close to that. And they're not, I mean, they're far from the best writer. So whenever I, and listen, I don't mean to compare the Wonderlick score to college, but ultimately does the Wonderlick really impact a player's ability in the NFL? Like, okay, CJ Stroud, he might be dumb when it comes to the Wonderlick test, but is he dumb about life in general? Is he a good when it comes to actual classwork? Uh, maybe he didn't take this seriously. Who knows? Um, you know, I'd like to get my friend Dan Shanka on here at some point and maybe talk to him about this because he's a former scout. Uh, he scouted for Andy Reid in Philadelphia. He also scouted for the Chiefs under Dick Vermeil. Um, I'd be very curious to get his take on this because to me, it's like, what are we, what are we doing here? Okay, Bryce Young has the highest score, and C.J. Stroud has by far the lowest score. Like, there's a big gap between him and Hendon Hooker. Is that is that anything to really fret about if you're C.J. Stroud? I guess we'll find out this weekend. Appreciate it, Tina. Holiday Inn Coffin Foundation. Doug says, can you break down a defense is what is important to a quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, knowing how to read coverages, whether it's zone defense, man to man, like that's what I care about. Also, the awareness, being able to make something out of nothing. I know Carson Palmer criticized Patrick Mahomes for this. And it's like, look, if you need to abandon the plan and improvise, that's actually more of an impressive thing than not. Um, if you can do that kind of a thing on a busted play, I think that'll always raise a lot of eyebrows from coaches and scouts, general managers, all those guys, right? Um, that's what I care about. Uh, I, I, I've never, you know what? I This makes me want to, I mean, I could do this right now, but it, it might not be the best kind of content for a podcast and a live stream. I, I would love to take one of these tests myself. Like, okay, I'm sorry, but in uh, high school, the whole, like, Y equals MX plus B crap, how many times have you guys used that in your regular life? I took a statistic class in college, and things like standard, like, I thought it would be a great course for me because uh, I do a lot of statistics with sports, right? Like, this, this would be kind of interesting to get into. The whole thing with, like, standard deviation and all those other equations they teach you in a statistics class, I thought I would use in the future. I'm like... When am I going to use this? 
I asked myself that in one of the classes one time. Haven't used them since. Todd says, nope. Nope. Just just a nope. Yeah. I, I feel like with math, like especially, okay, you know those big tech TI-84 graphing calculators? I know they have a bunch of different TI, TIs. Um, but there's one with like the cosine. For the longest time, I wondered what that was, and I learned that in college algebra, I think it was. Dude, I mean, I have not used that thing at all since. See, Todd says linear cognition. I, I mean, there are a lot of things on that graphing calculator I have not used in a real life situation. You should have a son and teach him all of this stuff. Yeah, supposedly. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, the whole Wonderlick thing. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna judge a guy based on the Wonderlick score. Uh, in, in terms of his football abilities. Is he book smart? Probably not. But again, um, like I said, I mean, I was not the most studious. Oh, D okay. Doug says the U.S. citizenship test is insanely hard. Okay, so this month, 20 years ago is when I became a citizen. I was under the age of 18, so I never took that test. My parents took that test to become a citizen. And I remember, like, working with them, just, like, holding flashcards. Dude, they studied the hell like they know everything about american history because of the practice test um i know they've done like practice tests with like american born citizens just to see how they would do uh that shit's hard man <laughs> that that can uh uh i've actually seen some of those questions i i i just have a brain fart don't even know the answers to that all right the biggest story this week aaron Rodgers to the new york jets that is official. By the way, I just want to say congratulations to the New York Jets. They won the Super Bowl in April. Um, that's it. The season's over, guys. The Jets are Super Bowl champions, according to everybody out there. Um, the season's over, apparently, because um, the Jets won the Super Bowl in April. I didn't know they handed out Super Bowl crowns in April. I know for the Chargers, they handed out Super Bowl titles in like June and July, but um, didn't really know they handed these out in April of all months of the year. So apparently the Jets are champions. Um, okay, listen, in all seriousness, uh, I said this before the trade became official. So I'll say this right now. I do think the Jets have a good chance to win the AFC East for a couple of reasons. One, I, the Jets were in position to actually win the division. If people remember, what was it? I want to say it was six or seven weeks before the end of the season. The Jets were right there competing with the Dolphins and the Bills. In fact, I think the, I think the Bills were like in the wildcard spot at one point because they were a game and a half behind the Jets. So... And listen, we all know what happened. The Jets had that whole thing with uh, with Wilson. He just obviously was not the guy. Uh, Mike White, I think he did some good things. But long term, I mean, if your goal is the Super Bowl, which that is the goal for all 32 teams. Uh, although we, we know that realistically some teams are not able to attain that. Um, we all just know Mike White's not the guy, right? But even with the situation at hand they that they dealt with last year, the Jets were a competitive football team in the AFC East. If they had better quarterback play, 
they at the very least get into the playoffs. So I think this this edition of Aaron Rodgers, that is uh, that's going to help. Yeah, Bob mentioned they have McCole Hardman too, so McCole Hardman's going to have that opportunity to play. McCole Hardman has now played with an MVP quarterback a uh, couple years in a row now. Uh, so that's pretty cool for him. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has been playing with MVP quarterbacks for the past three years. Um, kind of funny to think about that right now, um, but neither here nor there. Uh, here's another reason why I think the Jets could be a team that wins the AFC East. Look at the Bills right now. I know they haven't had any serious losses, but they do have a ceiling. Last year, not necessarily the best year for Josh Allen. The guy was a turnover machine. You're not going to win a lot of games in the NFL if you turn the ball over so much. Remember 12 months ago, 11 months ago, 10 months ago, before the season started, everybody was talking about how great the Buffalo Bills were on paper and how this team has the best talent and how invincible they are. And I, I was one of the very few people saying, look, they are—they really are a great team, but they're not as invincible as so many people in the media are making them out to be. And we saw that in the regular season. They were far from perfect. No one's invincible. No one's invincible. Not even the Chiefs, who are coming off a Super Bowl win. And obviously, Mahomes with the the MV, his second MVP at the age of twenty-seven. No one's invincible, though. No one really is. Um, to me, here's here's what I will say right now. If Josh Allen can solve his turnover woes, Buffalo wins that division. They win that division. But if we see the same Josh Allen last year uh, for the 2023 season, the Jets are winning this division. And I would even consider putting money on the Dolphins going ahead of the Jets. Or excuse me, the, uh, the Bills. Um, that's going to be a three-team race. I know Tua has some things to, to to think about. I know he even said he talked thought, thought about retirement. So we'll see. Um, ultimately, I think this whole thing is with the AFC East. Rogers going there because he did not have a great season last year either. Got off to a slow start. Packers fans were calling into sports talk radio stations. On ESPN, Mad Dog Sports, NFL Radio, saying they want to move on from Rodgers. They would actually, they were all entertaining the idea of trading Rodgers to Tennessee for Ryan Tannehill just because they wanted something new. Now, getting a new quarterback midseason, not really the most ideal thing in the world. I mean, you got to study the playbook, pick it up, practice it a lot. You don't learn a playbook midseason uh, at the quarterback position. You just don't. But my point is, Packers fans are ready to move on. They were. How is Aaron Rodgers going to do in New York? Because here's another thing that people have talked about. The whole, like... Him going on Pat McAfee's show and the maybe if he makes a certain comment and how the New York media might go crazy about it and that could 
put some pressure on Rodgers because he's never dealt with that kind of thing, being in Green Bay, which is a much smaller market, obviously. Uh, listen, I, I don't think that kind of thing is going to impact Aaron Rodgers. I really don't. Don't get me wrong. I, I think there is some truth to the whole, the way the media works in New York compared to uh, Green Bay. Look at Andy Reid. That guy went from the Philadelphia market to Kansas City. There are some good media personalities in Kansas City, but they are not anything like those in Philadelphia or Boston or New York or L.A. where anything and everything is under a microscope. Listen, I know there are a lot of Chiefs fans who view every aspect of Patrick's personal life, like every angle, and they talk about it and blow it out of proportion. I'll give you an example. When Tyreek Hill got traded... So many people looked at Tyreek Hill's tweet, the goodbye tweet that he had, 10 days, 10 or 11 days before the trade. He tweeted that on the day of Patrick Mahomes' wedding, and people wondered if that had anything to do with him not being invited to the wedding or him not being present at that wedding. It's like every aspect of Mahomes' life is being talked about so much by Chiefs fans on Twitter. Think of the way Chiefs fans are doing that now. It is a hundred times bigger in one of those top five markets in America. So I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers will do just fine with that. He doesn't. I mean, the guy goes on Pat McAfee's show for crying out loud. I I think he gets some therapy from that. Like that's a pretty therapeutic uh, moment for him Tuesday afternoons. So I don't think that's really anything that's gonna it's gonna impact him too much. Uh, Jacob is asking, Hey, what is your favorite kind of music? Uh, I like classic rock. I I really like classic rock. You know, it's also good. Like alternative music. I'm not a big fan of a lot of the top 40 stuff. Some of it's good. Not a lot of it. Um, but it, it just feels like alternative music. Like those who don't get big record labels just because they're not with a big record label or just because they're not, you know, Mr. Big Shot doesn't mean their music sucks. Um, there are some, uh, some musicians who only perform regionally that have some really good music. So I kind of like to, um, dig a little, look for some alternative music. When I was uh, a student at KU, I worked for the student radio station and KJHK 90.7 FM. I still remember that, uh, their, um, their, uh, motto is, uh, the alternative sound. So, no, you would not hear top 40 music. You would hear more music um, that you might not hear on a regular basis, like uh, like your regular top 40 station. Is key to speed reading? Oh, you're referring to the Wonderlick score? Maybe. I don't know. Games in the AFC just got stronger. Yeah, the AFC is a gauntlet conference. Jets will be legit, Tina thinks. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, Bob. Yeah, you make a good point. In Green Bay, they didn't really help him out a whole lot. But I don't know if that really impacted him much, man. I mean, look, he prior to last year, he was the reigning MVP back-to-back years. I know the Packers had a ceiling in the playoffs, but, you know, and again, look at the game that they had against the 49ers. I mean, that was a very low score, though. I I think that was the one 
When was that? I think that was the same week where the Chiefs and the Bills had that epic game with 13 seconds left. I think it was that weekend uh, where all four games came down to the final play. And Jets, uh, from what I recall, not Jets, Packers, uh, Packers 49ers, that was a very low-scoring game. You know, are you going to blame Green Bay's front office for not bringing in talent for only scoring very few points in that one? I don't know. Um, I do agree. There's some truth to that. But are you going to a concert in October? Nice, man. Enjoy. I, I'm not, I, I usually have not. I'm not a big concert goer, though I have been a little bit more lately. They're more fun than I thought. Um, I wouldn't go often. I mean, I would be very selective with which concerts I would still want to attend. Tough division, but remember the uh, the West last year all talked. And not have, that's a really good point, Bob. That's actually a really good point. Um, yeah. I think the Raiders could be a little competitive. A little more competitive. The Broncos? I don't know, man. I, I mean... I don't really know if um, if Sean Payton really trusts Russell Wilson. Um, but no, you're right. The AFC West, everyone thought that at least three teams were going to make it. Um, some, some people thought that everyone except for the Chiefs would make it, right? People thought the Chiefs were taking a step back after that Tyreek Hill trade. So, no, you make a good point, Bob. Uh, Rodgers and the NY Press will not go well. Oh, you don't think so, Doug? You, Tina thinks he's done. Rodgers is a winner and whines when he don't get his way. All right, thanks, Doug. I appreciate it. Yeah, go watch those hockey playoffs. We were going to talk about that in uh, in a moment, too, because they've been a lot of fun to watch. Um, I do want to move on and talk about the NFC, okay? Uh, because I posted, uh, I posted something about the NFC or uh, the AFC and the NFC quarterbacks. CBS Sports ranked all of the... Um, all of the quarterbacks in both conferences. <sighs> Boy, the NFC side, man. I mean, it is brutally bad. The number one ranked quarterback in the NFC, according to CBS Sports, is Jalen Hurts. Number two is Dak Prescott. If Dak Prescott, which by the way, I don't agree with that ranking. But if Dak Prescott is seriously the number two ranked quarterback in the NFC, holy shit, I wish the Chiefs were in the NFC. Number three is Kirk Cousins. Number four is Justin Fields of the Bears, who I think is an underrated quarterback. Number five is Jared Goff, who's certainly improved and gotten better. Uh, in the last year. Number six is Geno Smith. I think it's a little too low. Seven is Derek Carr. Eight is Daniel Jones. Nine is Jordan Love. How the hell is Jordan Love number nine? How many games has he played? Seriously, like, what what information are we looking at that Jordan Love is number nine? I mean, I'll put Kyler Murray before Jordan Love. I'll put Matthew Stafford. Uh, Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl recently. And listen, I know this is not a historic listing, this is a right now who's good listing. And um, okay, I get it. Matthew Stafford and the Rams, they dealt with a lot of injuries. Just just nothing went their way last year. Um, 
I mean, Baker Mayfield's number 15. He Baker Mayfield is below Sam Howell. And then for number 10, they put Trey Lance slash Brock Purdy. 16's Desmond Ritter. No surprise. Um, okay. If Dak Prescott is seriously your number two quarterback, if if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you have zero excuses for 2023. The Eagles have to make the Super Bowl. Honestly, if the Eagles don't make the Super Bowl, it is a bust season for them. And listen, again, I want to be careful here and not be hypocritical because we don't crown championships. We don't hand out records in the month of April, especially before the draft. But if those are seriously the starting quarterbacks in the NFC, seriously, I would love to be the Eagles right now. What serious threat do the Eagles face in that conference? I don't have an answer for you. I really don't. I I, I don't even know which team I would pick. Maybe the 49ers. I mean, it's so easy to pick the teams that were in the Final Four last year, right? But with the injuries that the 49ers are dealing with at quarterback, you just don't know right now. You really don't. I don't know, man. I mean, I know Rodgers didn't have a great year last year, but I would still put him as the second best quarterback before the trade in the NFC. Yeah, if you're Philadelphia, man, uh, just stay healthy. You got a great season ahead of you. Um, It is a Super Bowl or bust for Philadelphia. No ifs and or buts about it. The NBA and the NHL playoffs, man, they have been fire. Um, Listen, I know it's so hard to keep in uh, on top of all the sports out there at once. But if you guys get a chance, man, turn on the the basketball playoffs. Turn on the hockey playoffs. Um, I've always said postseason hockey, some of the best postseason action you'll ever watch. Really. Um, Looking at some of the... um, some of the series from those two sports, Kings-Oilers, that's been a fun back-and-forth series. Kings and Warriors, also another great back-and-forth series. Lakers-Grizzlies has been entertaining. Uh, Maple Leafs and Lightning, the first two games were insanely boring because they were both blowouts, one for the Maple Leafs, one for the Lightning. But the last two games of that series have been awesome. Both went into overtime and Toronto's leading that series three to one VGK. My Vegas golden Knights also leading three to one over, uh, over Winnipeg, New York Knicks fans, man. I mean, they're really into it. They even blocked off one of their streets. I believe close to times square. If I recall correctly, not even a series clincher, just a regular postseason win. They just blocked off a street to celebrate that, uh, which I think is silly. But hey, you know what, man? They're having a great time. Have at it, man. Go go, go have some fun. Just uh, party responsibly. That's all I got to say. The Phoenix Suns looking really good against the Clippers right now. Trey Young just won a big game for the Hawks to prevent elimination against the Boston Celtics. I'll tell you what. I'll give you a hot take right now. I think the NBA playoffs and the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, like the first, uh, the first round of those two playoffs... They are better than the first 48 hours of the NCAA tournament. Um, Don't get me wrong. The first 48 hours of the NCAA tournament, or I should say the first 96 hours of the NCAA tournament, just 
nonstop great action. It's great. Um, not knocking on it at all. But I think the NBA and the NHL playoffs are much better. They're happening at the same time, which I was kind of complaining about that last week. But man, I mean, just, I mean, you guys know my, my setup. I'm able to watch a couple of these at once. I, I stayed up late watching the um, the Golden Knights and the Lakers. Uh, man, worth it, especially when they're your team and they're winning. All right, appreciate it, Bob. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, I, I mean the, these uh, the NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, they've been a lot of fun to watch, and I think they are better than the uh, first ninety six hours of college basketball's NCAA tournament. I do want to talk about Dylan Brooks. Uh, and, and the trash talk to LeBron about, hey, you got to put up 40 against me in order for me to respect you. That, that, well, I'm paraphrasing, but you get the idea. Um, it's funny. Shaq had a nice little response to this and said that LeBron's 20 points and 20 rebounds equals 40. So LeBron did put up 40 on, on Dylan Brooks, which I, I thought was a great response to that. Um, but, man, like, who is Dylan Brooks? Seriously, like... Who is this guy trying to gain clout off LeBron James? Um, I guess you got what you asked for, except now Dylan Brooks is declining post-game media interviews. So you want to talk all this shit, but you don't want to face the cameras, face the microphones after things do not go in your favor. You do all that talking earlier, and now you're over here Running away from uh, from the cameras, uh, which I think is very cowardly. Uh, he claims the media has villainized him, and that apparently played an impact in his ejection. Where, I, I mean, he goes for LeBron. He goes below the belt, bro. You wanted that smoke. You got it. Okay. You tried to g- gain clout off LeBron, and this is what you're getting for it. You know what this reminds me of? It's almost like Bengals fans. When um, they were echoing one of their players and were constantly saying Burrowhead 3-0, Burrowhead 3-0 nonstop leading up to the AFC Championship game. And then they cry foul and whine about the officiating after loss. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You were talking all this shit about uh, Burrowhead and 3-0 and then you want to cry about the refs after the fact? I mean, there was even someone on, what, what was it, Around the Horn, that show was still a thing, apparently. Uh, one of the journalists on there was like, yeah, um, roughing the or, uh, late hit out of bounds should not be a 15-yard penalty. It's like, all of a sudden, we have that opinion now. Did, th- did that same journalist have that opinion before the AFC Championship game? I don't know. I don't think she did. Uh, but because it happened in, in such a crucial moment against the Bengals, now all of a sudden, it's a, it's a stance people have. Um, you can't go out there and talk trash and then say, oh, you know, make all these excuses. Uh, I know uh, different situations here, but still, it, it kind of has the same merit where you talk shit and then when things don't go in your favor, you cry, you whine, you backtrack, you run away from the cameras, you don't want to talk to the media. It also reminds you of Ronda Rousey when she was at a high with her undefeated run at the UFC, and then when she lost, she did not want to face a single journalist ever again. In fact, she even had an issue with Joe Rogan getting excited. Joe Rogan, who's a commentator for the UFC, 
apparently he can't get excited when someone, when I guess more specifically when Ronda gets knocked out, it's like, I mean, how is he supposed to react? Um, it's just silly, man. Just the things that some people, um, some people try to do in those situations. Uh, Dylan Brooks got what he asked for, man. And now the Grizzlies, the number two seed, and I know the Lakers are not your traditional seven seed. They have improved drastically in the last couple of months. Um, they've been playing much better basketball. Uh, but still, I don't think a number two seed would ever uh, want to face a 3-1 series deficit and look like this going down. By the way, can we talk about LeBron James for a second? I know there are a lot of people who have some very strong opinions about LeBron James, either positive or negative. There's no in-between. Like, no one is indifferent about LeBron. Um, Even as great as LeBron is, people have a negative stance on him because of a political difference. Look, put all that aside. I, I think we can, you know, if you want to disagree with him politically, that's fine. I don't care. But if you're going to use your difference of political stance against his play, I, I it, that's just ludicrous. It really is. Um, I mean, you're in denial if you're doing that. What LeBron James is doing, playing at such a high level at the age of 38 in his 20th season this seriously might be one of the more impressive performances at this age so many people talked about Tom Brady and how great he was playing for such a long time people wondered when he would hang it up and he was still playing at a high level and I know people had a strong stance against Brady because he was winning so much um, but that's ultimately greatness. Uh, and listen, this is, I'm not, I'm not here to do a LeBron versus Michael Jordan topic. Uh, it is honestly one of the most overused debates in sport. Who's better? Uh, Kobe, MJ, LeBron. I, I don't care about that stuff right now. The more anyone focuses on that kind of thing, the more you will let this greatness slide. Listen, whether you hate Tom Brady or love him, I think a lot of people already miss him because of his greatness. Like generations down the line, you know, those who don't have kids now and will have kids and grandkids in the future are going to tell their kids about Tom Brady and how everyone loved to hate on him because he won so damn much. LeBron James... And let me let me say one other thing about LeBron James, because I think it was like eight or nine years in a row. LeBron James made it to the NBA Finals. I know he doesn't have a great Finals record, and when it comes to the goat talk, that that's a dark cloud over his head. But think about it: the NBA offseason is a very very short offseason. Um, they start training camp in what September, I think. And they get going. The NBA season ends in the first, maybe the second week of June with the NBA Finals. That I mean, that's a very short offseason if you made it to the championship. LeBron James has played in the NBA Finals, and I don't have in front of me how many times consecutively, 
Um, you guys can probably look that up while you're listening. The number of times he's been to a ch- NBA Finals consecutively and has had short, very, very short off seasons for so many years in a row and continuing to play at this high of a level is honestly one of the most impressive things I've seen in sports. Again, I don't care if you think he's a crybaby or that you don't like his political views. I don't care about any of that stuff. I care about his performance. That's what I'm here to talk about. And if you want to shield that by talking about something else with LeBron, you are just a hater who is absolutely in denial and does not want to acknowledge his greatness on the court. Forget about off the court. As long as he's not getting into trouble, as long as as he's not getting in a... We're going to actually get into the next topic in a moment. As long as he's not getting arrested, who cares, right? Like, I think since 2016, we've gotten so caught up in what people think. And because an athlete uh, has a certain political view or a certain religious view, we all of a sudden are big fans of them because we have that in common. Um, I don't know, man. Like, the only time I ever root for athletes that don't play for my team are those who do great things outside the community. And perhaps those that maybe have a nice backstory like what they dealt with growing up, or if they're from your hometown, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I don't care about someone's religious views or their political views. LeBron is playing at a high level, and as long as he's not getting into trouble, man, that's all that matters. Enjoy his greatness because it's going to be hard. I mean, you're not going to see another one like this. Patrick Mahomes, the things he's doing, I know there are a lot of people outside of Kansas City hating on him, they're gonna miss it. They're gonna miss his greatness when he does retire, though. Because you're not gonna see another Patrick Mahomes. Plain and simple. Now I did mention the next topic I wanted to get into: someone getting in trouble outside of the sports field. Nate Diaz. I'm a huge Nate Diaz fan. I really am, man. Like th- this is the guy that got me into the UFC and MMA in general. Um, when I was watching UFC 196, it was my first pay-per-view I watched from start to finish when he got on the mic and goes hey after beating Conor McGregor one of the biggest upsets saying I'm not surprised MFers like that was I mean that caught the world by storm um that turned into a meme instantly uh but man what is it with Nate Diaz constantly getting into it with people outside of the octagon or outside of the boxing ring now um because that's where he is uh where he's at he's gonna be fighting Jake Paul in a couple of months uh, apparently there's, um, a warrant for Nate Diaz, uh, by New Orleans police. He got into a fight in the arena. That apparently is not what New Orleans police cares about, but the fight he got into in the streets, you see a guy who looks like Logan Paul, who got choked out, um, which is kind of funny. Uh, his lawyer has spoke out and claims that this was all an act of self-defense. Okay, I don't know what all happened here. I know there's footage of that stuff, but there's always stuff that happens before someone hits record on their smartphones. Um, listen, I don't know why combat sports athletes get in into these situations so Listen, I know they talk a lot of shit. Um, sometimes they make a lot of comments where they go after 
someone's family, someone's friend, someone's teammate, someone's coach, and that'll lead to stuff like this. I don't know how things got to the point where they were fighting in the streets. But man, if you're Nate Diaz, dude, you got to chill out a little bit. I mean, there's a reason why. Like if Patrick Mahomes is attending a basketball game, he's either sitting all the way in the front row or he's sitting in uh, one of those uh, fancy suites. There's a reason for that. You don't want a situation where athletes could potentially get into it with a fan or multiple fans. Um, that and, you know, fans swarming them and bothering them and not letting them enjoy their um, their event. But in MMA, man, the way things are set up, you're kind of leaving and going with the rest of the crowd. Um, yeah, a lot of these MMA fighters and celebrities, they do sit front row, but the way the whole front row thing works at MMA, it's not, it's not like it is in basketball. Um, if Patrick Mahomes goes to a Royals game, whenever the Royals have their next home game, he's not going to be sitting, you know, in section 123. No, he's sitting in the suite, especially now that he's one of the owners, but, um, even with his status, I mean, he, the guy just cannot be seen. Andy Reed, um, was sitting in crown club, which has very few seats compared to the rest of the stadium. Christopher says it was hard to tell from the angle I saw personally, but the guy had his hands up, but that is also a great stance to throw a punch for him. Yeah, that is true. In the midst of a brawl, I get it. Yeah, Christopher, I mean, you make some good points. I'm not disagreeing with um, anything you're saying. It's just, what can you do to prevent yourself from getting into that situation? I mean, there's got to be there's got to be some sort of solution. I saw Luke Thomas, who is a one of the best MMA media guys out there. He talked about security guards, bodyguards. Um, I mean, I know Floyd Mayweather has has them. I know Mike Tyson still to this day has bodyguards with him. I believe Conor McGregor does. Um. Yeah, I mean, don't be there. I mean, that's plain and simple. I know these guys want to be at the events to support their teammates or whoever. Uh, but, man, if you're if it's getting to the point where you're constantly getting involved in those fights, it's just not worth it to go anymore. Um, like in MMA, they don't suspend their fighters. But in the NFL, this would be something that leads to a suspension. Joe is asking, am I going to the draft on Saturday? I am not, Joe. Um, so for those who are tuning in a little late on the live stream, the reason I'm not going, uh, a couple of reasons. First off, I, I'm not a fan of the weather. Um, uh, also, I was supposed to have knee surgery last week. I had COVID, so that had to get pushed back. Um, listen, I don't have the greatest knees. I really don't. I'm not going to stand for hours and hours just to listen to Roger Goodell announce draft picks. I'm really not. Um, it's going to be a great event. I hope the people who do go have a blast and have a damn good time. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to be missing out, and I'm perfectly fine with that. So anyone that's going to the draft this weekend, man, uh, have a blast. Take pictures. Take videos because um, this is going to be a, a once-in-a-lifetime type of thing. They might not come back for another 20 or 30 years. Or maybe, listen, I won't even dismiss the possibility of them moving it permanently back to New York at Radio City Music Hall for 
another few years before they start, you know, doing this whole thing again. Um, who knows? Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong with how they're going to handle this, but that's certainly a possibility. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's also people always ask, why do you not go to the parades ever? It's like, well, I'm not going to stand for hours just to watch the players pass. I'm sure it's fun. I'm not knocking on it. It's obviously a great moment for the city, but it's just not my thing, man, especially with my knees. Um, I was getting my haircut today and, um, I didn't say anything, but it just kind of like occurred to me because of my knee surgery that I was supposed to have, you know, hairstylists. I mean, they're on their feet all the time. I mean, that's a job I could never do with my knees. That's for sure. Uh, there's hundreds of MMA fighters and they aren't put in those situations. Uh, yeah, Christopher, you are right. But to counter that, I, I will say this, not every MMA fighter is a big superstar. Not every MMA fighter talks trash. Um, usually the ones that aren't superstars don't talk a lot of shit anyway to begin with. And if you're not, like if you're on the prelims, you should probably shouldn't really be talking shit to begin with. Uh, not to say those aren't great fighters. A lot of them, you know, grow and they eventually become main eventers. Um, it, it's just, you know, when you're a superstar like Nate or like Connor. It's just you, you find yourselves in these situations. Um, and obviously, it's not a good thing. Uh, Rallo? Raylo? I hope I got one of those correct. Uh, correct. He says, who do you think we draft? Okay, so for those of you who are tuning in a little late, do um, you think you we are getting a wide receiver? I, I'll say this. I do think that could be one of the positions the Chiefs go after. Either that, defensive end, or um, maybe even defensive tackle or offensive tackle. Um, I will say this. I'm not going to get into Chiefs draft talk details to, tonight. I'm about to wrap up in uh, in a few minutes, but I'm going to do a Chiefs pre-draft live stream. Uh, it's not going to be a podcast. It's it's only going to be a Facebook live stream. I'm going to be doing that tomorrow evening. So not exactly sure what time. So just uh, keep it locked on this Facebook page, and uh, we'll do that tomorrow. Okay, I did want to get into this real quickly. It's a non-sports topic here. Uh Nostalgia. I know um, this era where, I mean, we we love nostalgia, right? The nostalgic feeling. Um, if you go look at Netflix or Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, uh, whatever is out there. Netflix. I, I don't know if I mentioned Netflix. Hulu. There are a lot of um, originals out there where they're creating nostalgic content, um, such as Paramount Plus Homecoming, uh, the uh, the real world Homecoming. Uh, I know there are a lot of other shows they've tried to revive or do some sort of a reunion special and try to get the cast for whatever show or movie from years ago together again. I know one of the popular things during the pandemic with Zoom kind of coming to light to a lot of people, a lot of people would use Zoom to try to reunite cast members from such a popular movie or show from years ago. Uh, me personally, being a 90s kid, uh, I love Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I mean, that was that was my jam, man. That was my... I had the action figures. I had the video games, man. I had the Megazords. You guys remember the Megazords for Power Rangers? I love that stuff. Uh, Power Rangers came out with a reunion special. Uh, they called it Once and Forever, I think. I don't have the name in front of me. I'm sorry. Um, it was reuniting Mighty Morphin. There's a problem, though. Um, one of the cast members passed away. 
Jason David Frank also passed away, but when they filmed this, that was before um, he committed suicide, and he declined this project because he was working on his own project. Amy Jo Johnson, who was the original Pink Ranger, she declined, uh, I think for money purposes. She didn't feel like she was being offered enough. The original Red Ranger, Austin St. John, he didn't necessarily decline. He just was unavailable because he's facing a legal lawsuit right now. And I don't know the details to that right now. Some COVID fraud situation. Again, I don't know the details. Um, so you're already missing four cast members, four very popular cast members um, for different reasons. Um, and the other thing, too, is, listen, I, I didn't realize this until halfway through. It's like, man, I'm watching a kid's show. Like, that's the thing I didn't really under realize until halfway through. It's like, this is a kid's show I'm watching. Like, all these things, I, an adult would not enjoy this. Yeah, there were a couple references to the past that those who did watch the show in the 90s as kids, they would recognize and appreciate and enjoy that reference. But in general, man, this is a kid's show. Like, the target audience for this reunion special, you can't convince me it was adults because it didn't really appeal to me as an adult. Um, where am I going with this? My whole point is, man, I think this whole era of nostalgia and trying to revive past popular shows, I think we are overdoing it a little bit. Um, I don't have the list of all these things off the top of my head, but if I took the time to, to look it up, you know, I know, um, I mean, this was never my, I was in high school when this was popular high school musical. I remember Disney plus, one of the first things they came out with was like a high school musical special. It's like, wait a minute. That was like 10, 15 years ago. Uh, that was a thing 10 or 15 years ago. Is Are people trying to make that a thing all over again now? Uh, I mean, there's so many things. I mentioned uh, the real world homecoming and how they've tried to. Uh, so many reboots and uh, remakes out there. I think it's important to just let the past be the past. Especially in the film industry. Like, if you try to remake something, like the Karate Kid, it can be done right, but you can also ruin something really good. My opinion, just leave the past in the past. Alright, I am signing off. I appreciate you guys who joined for the live stream. For those of you that listen to the archived version on Facebook or on any of the podcasting platforms... Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever. Thank you guys so much for downloading and listening to this episode of FarceCast. A reminder, we will do a Chiefs pre-draft live stream Wednesday evening. So join us for that. We'll talk some Chiefs, talk some NFL draft, who do I think the Chiefs will pick, and much more. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the podcast. If you like what you hear, share the links on social media. Let your friends know about the podcast. All right, my name is Farzim Vasugian. Thank you guys again for downloading and listening to Farscast. I will talk to you guys later. Take care.